At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to. There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through. Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts, because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel. This week on Pod on Pod, we've got the last leftover from Listener Appreciation Month. That's right. The the turkey is not all gone, friends. We're breaking out the... Uh, this stuff out of the refrigerator one more time. We've got one more listener-requested show before we get back to regular business. This week, it's Rob Has a Podcast. This show was suggested by James Foster. He writes in, he says, Hi, guys, just recently found out about your podcast. And I'm- At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Glad that something like it is around. Since you mentioned that you'd be doing reviews of listener-submitted podcasts, I would just want to recommend request a few that I listen to on a regular basis. Here's the shows he recommended. Uh, Some of these uh, others we might get to eventually, but I want to mention them for you so that you know that they're out there. Revolutions, this is by Mike Duncan. It's a weekly history podcast. Uh, done by the same guy that did The History of Rome. Rob Has a Podcast was the second show that he suggested. That's by Rob Sesternino, podcast about reality TV shows. And then Effectively Wild by Ben Lindbergh and Sam Miller. That's a daily podcast about baseball. Have you heard that one? I know you're a baseball fan. Uh, No, but I will check it out. Yeah, Effectively Wild, the name of that one. So check out those other shows. Thanks for your suggestions, James. He says, thanks for all the content. Keep up the good work. We will try. And uh, so, yeah, here we are reviewing your show. Rob has a podcast. Before we get to that, let's do a little more listener feedback because we do have a few other things to get to. All right. This comes from Karen. She says, hi, I've been listening to Pod on Pod for several weeks now, and I enjoy it a great deal. It's very helpful to hear your opinion on podcasts that are new to me. I just wanted to mention that the many episodes of Star Talk Radio are generally not original or self-contained, but instead they're snippets from recent episodes. Just a question or two usually. It would be hard to know this if you guys just listened to a selection of episodes. Now, that's some good feedback there. We actually got more feedback about the Star Talk uh, Radio episode. Yes, we did. This from the guys at Star Talk, as a matter of fact, the producer of Star Talk Radio. He says, uh, thanks for the excellent review. FYI, after listening to our fans, we've now separated out our shorter content. Star Talk sound bites and cosmic minutes so that they don't go down the RSS feed anymore. So if you subscribe to the show today and you're getting new episodes, none of those new episodes will be the little minute or four minute episodes that you and I had sort of 
sort of complained about. If you want to hear those episodes, you can still find them on our SoundCloud playlists. He says, because of that, we expect our one and a half earbuds to go up on your behalf, Josh, since they fixed the one problem that you had with the show. Hey, that's fantastic. And maybe on the 50th episode when we recap... That may happen. Secondly, they uh, gave us some feedback on the music. We talked about that. We knew it was the Beastie Boys, the intro and outro song. The Beastie Boys songs you were discussing. It's Chacha Check It Out by the Beastie Boys. That's from the album To the Five Burrows. That's the intro song. And then the outro song, the closing theme, is, is called The Sound of Science by the Beastie Boys as well. That's from the album Paul's Boutique. So those are the two songs there. We've got one more listener mail. Uh, this comes from Andre. And it's a pretty thorough... Um, Thorough email here. Uh, He says, hey, guys, like many others, I was introduced to you guys from Stuff You Should Know and have been listening ever since. Once you guys mentioned the Avett Brothers, that really secured your spot in my feed. Anyway, I just wanted to take the time to share with you some of my dislikes and suggestions for the dislikes. Your theme song. It's just not my style. I'm glad you're putting it out there for people to do something with it. Me too, and I really hope someone takes the chance uh, and and does something with it because it it will get played. It will it will absolutely get played, even if it's really bad. It'll get played it'll get once. Played I promise. Regardless. Now here's the deal: if it's awesome, it might even go in rotation. We might go back and forth between that and the Adam Dale. I really enjoy the Adam Dale version of this song. I think that's clear. We talked about it even on the Mabim Mabam review. I don't think that's going away anywhere. And it's I'm not alone. Lots of our listeners enjoy the theme song too. We do understand that some like it, some don't. That is the beauty of the skip button, my friends. Yeah, but you can fast forward straight through that review. But so far, Andre has some great feedback. So let's All right, to that review. Yeah, I should say. Second, the alternate title segment. He says a lot of the alternate titles are flops, and the segment itself just doesn't seem to fit in with the rest of the show. I could not agree more. Really? Oh my gosh! I'm I am so glad that Andre gave us this feedback. I agree wholeheartedly, and after hearing his review. I've taken a couple of shows to task for taking something that's interesting and and it, it, already a a star topic, and then the host gumming it up, gum it up, right? Like what you're talking about is interesting enough. It's entertaining. You don't have to be right. I feel like that's what we're doing with that segment. We're looking for a goof, right? We're looking for something to do, and I don't I, like. That's why I mail it in most of the time. I don't care for it. It's something I don't care for in other shows, and I don't really care for it in our show, but I know that you love it so much, I have said nothing until now. Well, here's the thing, actually. I don't love it so much. I don't – I'm assuming that I'm the one that suggested it, especially since you so obviously don't like it. I and mean, you I'm, always have something prepared. Well, that's because it's part of the show. Oh, like, it's there. A, you're just being a professional. I work hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I get to I'm, – I'm, I got my notes listed, and every time I make my notes, I say – at the top, it says pod on pod on Rob has a podcast. And then it says audio quality, colon, host likability, colon, sound, you know, reproduction values, colon, content, colon, alternate titles, colon. I don't. And I then never, I fill that in. I, I never add alternate titles. That's well. It, and it shows, I think, in the lack of good alternate titles from you. Here's the deal. I don't have a problem ditching it. I really don't. I would like to hear if you're a listener to this show and you think, I love it when you give them alternate titles. And yes, a lot of them are, are, are swings and misses, but that's okay because every fourth or fifth one, you hit one that's really, really funny or, or one that I've thought of myself or et cetera, et cetera. If you want to defend the alternate title segment, feel free to write in. We might try this show without doing it. Uh, my opinion is dump it 
it doesn't fit in with the focus of what our show is. I'll agree with that. It is a little bit off topic, so to speak. I mean, it's about the podcast, but it's not one of these things is not like the other. And that is the thing that is not like the other. So that's pretty good uh, feedback there. Okay, here we go. Number three. At one point, I wished you guys would stop explaining the earbud scoring method. But one of you mentioned in one episode how every episode is someone's first episode, and I stopped caring as much. It is true. It's absolutely true. And I think I've been a sports broadcaster. I've done high school football and some other things too, but high school football primarily, that's what I did most of. One of the things that they tell you anytime you start doing that is they say you've got to give the score in time. You've got to give the score in time so much more than you think you have to give the score in time, especially if you're on radio because there's no – there's no scoreboard there right. to remind. So at every moment is someone's first moment onto the broadcast. They're happening through the dial. They stop for a moment to see what the score is in the game. And if you go a three- or four-minute stretch without saying what the score is or who's playing even, if you're using just the mascots and not the school title, the listener is completely lost. I think the same thing is true about podcasting. Too many times on too many of our shows that we listen to, even the shows you and I like, if you're not a long-term listener, a lot of the things happening episode to episode are going to pass you by completely. Right. But I have gone through the exact same phase of discovery that Andre's had with our show on that specific topic with a dozen other shows mm-hmm. to where it's – you hear it a couple of times like, okay, yeah. And then it reminds you, like, okay, I got this down. And then after you know it and they keep doing it, you're like, oh, my God, stop wasting my time. Get to the next bit. I know this. And then you come to the realization – they're not doing it for me. Yeah, it's not for you at all. Right. I, but that's because for somebody, it's their first time listening. Even if right. they've heard the show a bunch of times, even if they've heard that ad, they they didn't get the ad. They didn't get that information. And likewise, for sh- somebody that listens to our show, maybe they have maybe we've said why we rate things with earbuds and how we rate our show and why yours is a little funny sometimes. But they haven't heard it, even if it's actually gone into their ears. It hasn't gone into their brain. So you get repetition is something that's, that's very, very important, especially if you're talking about a medium where people are going to come in and out episode to episode. They weren't here for the whole conversation. Great. I love the email. I thought it was great feedback. Uh, so I appreciate Andre sending it in. Absolutely. We're going to try, I think, at least this episode, maybe a couple episodes, we'll do without the alternate titles and see what people think of that and see if we get some feedback uh, defending it. Also, we need to dump it this show because we, I mean, we've got to make it shorter. We've gone on pretty long. Hopefully we can edit some of this. Oh, I'm going to edit a bunch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One more. He had a suggestion. He said, you guys are always mentioning how great other theme songs are. I always want to hear it, but may not be interested in downloading an episode after hearing your review, or I just forget. If you guys could play the theme songs of podcasts you review, I think that would be awesome. That's pretty much it. Great podcast, great host likability. (laughs) Thanks for taking the time to read my email, Andre. Not only did we read it, Andre, we read it on the air. See, if... If we do dump that segment, we do have time to play the theme songs, man. Here, here's the deal with the theme songs. First of all, I'm not sure in all the cases would the podcaster or the artist that was responsible for the music necessarily want us to play it. Definitely not in its entirety. We might could play a snippet. We occasionally make reference to us being the uh, Siskel and Ebert of, of podcasting. Siskel and Ebert oftentimes would do what? They'd play clips from the movies they were discussing right. in their show. Faculty of Horror did the same thing. We talked about it when we reviewed them. And that's they, a ton of work. It, not only is it a ton of work, but it's, again, a rights issue if you use them very long. If we stay within 15-second clips or, or even less, 
I don't think I think we would be within our rights legally speaking, but still it's about time work and, and legwork and man hours. And so right now that's not something that we're going to be adding to the show. It's definitely a possibility down the line. When we talk about we've suggested, hey, go fill out that uh, survey for us to give us a little bit of demographic information to help us better attract and pitch ourselves to sponsors so that we can bring you more and better content. That is exactly the kind of thing that we're talking about adding to the show. If we were able to bring in a little bit of money on the back end and free up some time for ourselves, then that is one of the things that we would want to add. Maybe going back to two a week as a regular gig instead of just for Listener Appreciation Month, maybe adding a little bit more production value like uh, theme songs from the shows that we're reviewing or even snippets of the shows that we're reviewing. Both of those things are things that could come long term, and we appreciate that you guys are already thinking along those lines for us and with us. Uh, With all of that said, thank you, Andre, for your feedback. Uh, Thank you, Karen, for your feedback, and uh, thank you, um, the folks at StarTalk Radio for uh, setting us straight as well. Now, let's get to Rob Has a Podcast. Let's do it. Now that we've talked about all the fun stuff and I've patted my back uh, for host likability, we can talk about the things that are going to make me sad. I, this is going to be – I am stoked. So here's what this show is about. It's it's a reality TV podcast. Well, specifically, it's a show that I want to say does four different reality shows and I think only those four shows. Well, I th- uh, well, it's it's three or four shows and then I think he leaves himself open because if you look on the on the cover art for the thing, it lists Big Brother, yep. Survivor, yes. and then Reality TV. Well, and I think it's it- Big Brother, Survivor, Utopia, and The Amazing Race is what he does. Okay, but they also did The Quest. Yeah. They also did Last Comic Standing. Yeah. The, the reality TV heading there gives him the freedom, I think, to do a post-show recap of anything that he wants to. That he finds interesting. Yes, anything that he finds interesting. Okay. These are the ones that we're definitely going to do, and then there's some extras, too. As you mentioned, though, lots of the reality TV shows you watch, he doesn't cover. Or at least not here. That's true. Um, and something I found odd is, so whenever I, I would download it on Stitcher, I would get the episodes chronologically but whenever i would do the search for rob has a podcast on podcast addict it actually broke down like hey here's all the survivor stuff here is all the amazing race stuff Um, yeah i'm assuming there's different like rss feeds that you can subscribe to if you just want to get one show i think yeah that probably and here's the other thing that you should know rob is a part of the whole network at um postshowrecaps.com right postshowrecaps.com is the big website that he promotes several times during the show where not only do they do reality tv but there's a lot of you can listen to a post show recap of the walking dead and it's rob and somebody else talking about the walking dead and they do once upon a time and they do a lot of different shows yeah, so Rob, Rob has a podcast is a little hard to put a finger on. Well, but this one specifically it focuses on the reality TV. Rob Sesternino does a lot of other things uh, on podcasts, but this is this is what it mostly focuses on. And you were really excited about that because you're a big reality TV guy. Yes. I was really excited about it because I'm not a big reality TV it's, it, guy. It's something kind of outside the norm for me. I thought it was going to be an interesting walk on the other side of the tracks. At times, I felt like I was listening to a foreign language podcast at times. If you're not familiar with some of these shows, I can definitely understand how you'd feel that way. The, the other thing with the show is it's pretty topical. Like, the, like there's there's a couple of interviews about, like, casting and things like that that's not. But most of them are that show, that season, 
Yeah, well, and yeah, not just topical, but time sensitive, yeah, which yeah, we yeah. talked about. Like having a lot of podcasts are great because you can go back and listen to the library anytime, and that content's always good. Lots of Rob's content is not just dated, but it wilts on the vine, as it were. Yeah, it's not very conducive to um, to the backlog. So here's the three episodes that I went and and picked out. I was trying to find things that I could kind of get into, so I did. I listened to um, the finale episode of the Last Comic Standing, the last season. I listened to the finale episode of the Quest recap, and I also listened to the recap of the unofficial Saved by the Bell movie, oh. uh, made for TV movie. <laughs> I yeah. didn't see. I didn't listen to. It. See, I think I took a completely different route with with this one than you did. I chose to stay within one specific show and listen to as many different varieties of that show as possible. So I listened to the casting episode, which was. I, I enjoyed. Also, I listened to an exit interview for their Survivor, uh, and then I listened to a know-it-all recap of Survivor. So I kept it all within this Survivor world, but I tried to listen to as many different varieties of that as I could. Let's talk a little bit about the know-it-all episodes. I saw several of those. I didn't actually listen to one. I was going to, and it was like the fourth or fifth on my list to get to, and so I, by the time I, I got through three, I didn't listen to any more. Tell me what's different about the know-it-all episodes. Is there something specific that sticks out? Okay, so Rob was has actually been a contestant on Survivor. Twice. He right. was a regular contestant and then he was one of like the All-Star seasons. Yes, yeah, because yeah. he won't believe he he won it the, his first season. I think he there. had to. Yeah. Yeah. He gets together with other people and I don't know if it's the same every time and they kind of recap the show and they have questions like if you were to if we were to watch the show It'd kind of be the same conversation we'd have afterward. Like, oh, I can't believe. Do you think they did that on purpose? Was that a smart move? Okay. Right? But it's with him who's been on the show, who has played the game, and other people like that. So that's kind of the know-it-all is how it's different than the exit interview. I think the casting episode with um, Ken – what is Ken? Ken Raskoff? Yes. Oh, my. I love – didn't have a clue who this guy was. Before I listened to that episode, and Ken Raskoff, who has done a lot of casting for Survivor, I want to have a drink with. All right. Is he going to be a guy that you try to find on other podcasts? He is a, oh, I don't know if he'll be on other podcasts, but man, the guy's a character. Like, he's just fun. Uh, so let's start breaking the show down. Here on Pod, on Pod we talk about host likability, we talk about audio quality, we talk about production values and content uh, before we rate this show for you. So let's start with audio quality first. Rob has really nice recordings. He's got a, a nice mic set up, uh, a, a nice studio or a room or whatever he's doing it from. That's solid. His phone calls are often not. I would think that his phone calls are on par with other podcasts who have phone calls. Doing an interview over the phone is never enjoyable. They're, the ones that are on Skype are Google Hangouts. Those sound okay? It's yeah, the those real sound phone okay. calls? Yes, it's the real phone calls that are, are, are the exit interview I listened to was obviously by phone. And the sound quality over the phone is not great. Yeah, of the, of the three that I listened to, and then I would the say... And the know-it-all sessions... If they're not in the same room, then I think they're over Skype or Google Hangouts. The X interview was the only one that was obviously literally over a phone. Yeah. I, of the three that I listened to, I would say probably the Saved by the Bell episode was the best guest recording, but even it was not great. I, there were times in the the Quest episode where I found it hard to understand, like mm-hmm. literally hard to, to make the words intelligible. So that kind of bothered me. That's a knock against it on the audio quality. Let's move on to host likability. 
very early on in the the first show that I listened to, there was a big strike against Rob uh, because he didn't know the thousand year old man is the name of the bit. He called it the hundred year old man or the two hundred year old man or something like that. It's the thousand year old man. No, he called it the thousand year old man. It's the two thousand year old man, and it's by Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks. He didn't know that. Okay, he, well that's that's he was like fine. sort of okay, maybe that's fine. I see what your issue is with that, but literally, and you telling what you didn't like about it, I got it wrong. You got it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Here's the other thing that I don't like: his laugh makes my I blood knew, boil. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. It sounds both at the same time. It sounds creepy and it fake. <laughs> It, it sounds like he's going to eat me, it and does. he is making it up. It does. It does. Okay, so I had some issue. I had some issues with his laugh as well. Okay, okay? but here's because he laughed a lot in the casting episode. Okay, he laughs at a lot of his own jokes. Well, too. it does come off as creepy. It does. All right, but it comes off as he's trying not to laugh. Like. He's 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 trying to just move forward with the yes, show. Yes, he's got a really got big a belly laugh about to come out, and he's trying to hold it in. Is what it comes. That's how it comes off as me. Like I wish I could imitate. I wish I had developed an imitation of his laugh. That's how much I. <laughs> I can't. Do I it. can't do it. I can't do it. But you know, another show that has an iconic laugh is TESD, and that's Walt Flanagan, and his laugh is unlike anybody else's laugh. But when you hear it. You know he genuinely means it. And I think it's the same thing with Rob. When you hear that muffled whatever it is of a laugh he has, I think it's because he really something really struck him as funny. I, maybe. I mean it it rang false to me. Like I hear it and a lot of times I was like, he's putting that I laugh get it. on. I get he's, it. I can't I can't argue with you, but I I feel that I'm right in my assessment of it. And you probably are. Here's the, just in general, I'll say this about, I, Rob, if you listen to three episodes of him, he, in general, I think he's probably a fine human being. There's nothing wrong with the guy. I, he comes off to me just like almost everyone involved in reality television, which is the reason really? I don't watch, I don't watch reality TV. They all come off as fame hungry. They like, at times it, you could even hear it. Like, the the questions they would ask about what was going on on the show or the or the way that the competition was structured or something. Okay, so think about this. If he so if he won Survivor, which we think that he did. Yeah. Would you get like a million dollars? Yeah, but we okay. know how that works. Richard Hatch was broke the next week. Well, maybe because he wasn't as thrifty with his money. <laughs> but if you won a million dollars, would like I wouldn't. I'm not doing a podcast. I just want a million bucks. I no. I, that would be exactly the time to do podcasts. I think. I think you're full of it. By the way, if you want to, you know as well as I do, a million dollars ain't enough to put your feet up. Like a million dollars is not. My day is done now. I'm. I, I'm going to go home. A million dollars is a nice start. Like, no, you just take the million. You go and you put it on black. Spin that wheel, boom, two million. Yeah, that works out so well for everybody. All the time. First of all, you don't get the whole million, right? You know that. They write you a check for half because they keep the other half. That's that's the that's the first way that works out. I don't out. believe Yeah, that. no, Survivor doesn't send you the whole amount. They send the government part of it first. Yeah, taxes. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. That's like anything and, else. They, and they take half. They take half of the million. So you know how to do it. I don't think they take with. half of the million. I think you end up with 65, 68, 68%. <laughs> 68%? Is what you end up with. Okay, fair enough. All right. Well, Rob took his sixty eight percent and he started this little podcast. I think he's a fine podcast host. 
I do not like him for all the same okay. reasons that I don't like most reality TV people. Like it again. I I just feel like you're not you're not chasing like an art form or you don't have a thing that is a story that's burning to be told in you or an expression that like you, that is not the impetus or at least it doesn't come off as the impetus. The only thing that's driving you is to be more famous than you are today. And I don't understand that at all. I I don't understand that. I don't think you're right. Maybe not, but that's the way that it feels to me. And it it, it feels that way about the the, the whole reality TV genre. I think before you listen to your first episode, you already had a bias. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, I had a bias. I'm willing to own the bias uh, uh, wholeheartedly. But I came into it, and I I tried to give it a a different look, and I don't. Nothing changed my mind. I Let's like reality like TV, but most of the shows he 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 does, and the shows I like Survivor, I'm ambivalent toward. So what did you? But what did you think about him in general? You like him? You think he's a pretty good guy? Yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly agree about the laugh. There's something weird about it. But on that, yeah, I think he's enjoyable. You think he's a pretty good host, a solid, like a solid interview style or whatever, as he continues moves the show forward. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to come. I think what bothers you is. He obviously was a contestant, right? So there's going to be some pandering involved in that. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's what's sticking in your craw. Maybe so. I mean, and I guess like if you if you look at the hosts that I like the most in podcasting, they're the opposite of that. They're sort of like the reason they're doing podcasting is because they couldn't play along with whatever the company no, wanted them like, to do. I feel like he's doing. I feel like he's chosen a podcast about reality TV. Because he feels about reality TV how you feel about podcasting, and that's nothing to hold against somebody. Wow, that's a boy! You put me right in my place, didn't you? No, you're absolutely right, though. All right, let's move on to production values now. Very little. The theme song fade into him doing his intro, and away we go. And then theme song fade in at the end and, and fade up. Yeah, and he uses the commercials to go from from if he has to go from one interview to another, boom, you're getting a commercial. Yeah, 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 a little commercial. But let's talk about the the content itself, the um really thorough recaps of a bunch of different reality shows. We talked about uh, some of them, Big Brother and Survivor being the big two. They also talked to, though, and I'm th- thinking this is a regular thing. They acted like it was an ongoing thing. The last comic standing, The Quest is not coming back, right? That's done. Yeah, neither is Utopia. I don't think Utopia is. Yeah, and they had talked about that as well. But uh, So at least Big Brother and Survivor, those are the big two. Survivor being the biggest one since Amazing that's the race. show that he came from. Amazing Race as well. You're right. That's one that wins a bunch of awards every year. He's also involved in the scripted show recaps, as I talked about. That's not in this feed for this. But if you want to, you can follow him on Twitter and you can get all of that i think you can, he pretty much tweets about everything that he podcasts yeah, i feel like if you uh are into survivor this you show should is, be listening to this show. oh you should totally be listening to the show if survivor's yeah. your deal and that's something i guess i should have mentioned that earlier i do not understand that whole world like the i don't even if i happen to watch 30 seconds of survivor i'm not one of those people that like looks at the thing and thinks well what would i do in that situation and i know the people that watch it that's like the number one thing that they're doing is how would you play the game how would you interact with the other contestants what do you go for what are your strengths what are your weaknesses etc like how do you put yourself in these situations and i do that with drama shows i do that with the walking dead all the time you and i talk about yeah. what would you do in these uh things i don't i can't put myself there in the survivor world though Right, and so and so here's a podcast that not only is not geared toward you, it is geared toward a thing that you loathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's understandable uh, your feelings toward it. 
I don't care about Survivor either way. I think I watched the first couple of seasons. I may have got the third season in. I don't remember. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it enough to continue watching. So I didn't have anything against it going in. I think the content for someone who is into this, into the show, will will love it. Like, And we should say there's a lot be, of content. This, yeah, there's a ton of content, but this should be... Just like if you're watching Gotham and you're and you're listening to a companion podcast, like this is a I don't know how you do one better. I don't know how you do a better companion podcast to Survivor. Even if you don't like it and you don't like the show and you don't like the content and you don't like the show that it's covering, it is a great companion. And I'll agree with you there. I look, I didn't watch the unofficial Saved by the Bell movie on uh, Lifetime or whatever, but it, there's. You nobody else anywhere is giving you more information or a more thorough covering of that movie than this uh, show did with their yeah. recap episode. Likewise about the last comic standing. Like if you enjoy that show, if you like the comics, if you like the competition, if you like the show, if you watch it from year to year, they were talking about it as thoroughly as you would want to, and yeah. and and moving it along. It was in an hour and change. It was you know is exactly what you would want out of podcast. The thing that like does that. bother me about the show is, again, it's this show's two and a half hours the next show's an hour and 15 minutes then it's 16 minutes then you got another hour and a half show I, I wonder how much that has to do with all of the different things that they cover in one feed though if you only subscribe to how we talked oh, about yeah, the no, different no, no, rss yeah, no, feeds i, agree. Yeah, that's, I bet it'd that's be more it consistent within one show's recap well if you just do I'm, I'm talking about all i did was listen to survivor Oh, yeah, right. good point. Uh, so after we do all of that, uh, why don't we tell you about a few of our favorite moments? I actually, even though I did not care for the show almost at all, I did have a few favorite moments. I I think, as you might imagine, they're almost all from the, well, they are all from the uh, Saved, Saved by the by Bell the episode. Bell. Yeah. This, was, uh, this was an amazing quote. I was not aware that Mark Paul Gossler had powers to freeze time a la Zach Morris. Apparently in the movie, right towards the very beginning, right towards the beginning of the movie, the actor playing Mark Paul Gossler, playing Zach Morris, freezes time. At which point, the actor playing Dustin Diamond says, oh no, not this time. We're going to tell it my way. And then he takes over because the movie is told from largely from Dustin Diamond's perspective. But I thought that was a very uh, humorous uh, moment there and the way that they encapsulated it. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, my other favorite moment was uh, later in that episode. Apparently, they got Daniel Day-Lewis to play Dennis Haskins as Mr. Belding. They were talking about the level of commitment that this actor in particular had to the Mr. Belding character, so much so that he was even playing Dennis Haskins as Mr. Belding, as if he was really <laughs> a forgetful, <laughs> foolish, silly right. old man. Right. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the show, my favorite moment, came from one of the know-it-alls and apparently it's the the newest survivor there's two brothers on there whatever that are pretty athletic and the guy says they're basically professional athletes i mean they're performing on broadway (laughs) so these guys are broadway performers and he's look i'm not saying people on broadway aren't athletic not saying that at all sure save the emails some of them could probably – were in a past career or may be or could have been, yes. et cetera, et cetera, professional right. athletes. But if you were to give anybody a piece of paper and tell them to write down jobs of professional athletes, Broadway performer may not even make the list. <laughs> no. I, maybe acrobat. Right. Like if they were – like maybe if they're in Cirque du Soleil, I get it, right? 
But I don't think anybody on Broadway is going to be running a four four a four two forty. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like maybe one of the maybe one of the the specialist puppeteers in the Lion King or something. That's like that's the only thing I can think about is somebody that's doing like extreme body. Work. Yes, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're not athletic. I'm not saying they're not <laughs> but they're talented. Not professional athletes. They're professional performers. Exactly, yeah. and those are two different things. Yeah, nobody's saying their instrument isn't fine. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I'm with you there. I just thought that. The correl- his first correlation to professional athlete was Broadway performers. And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I think eventually I would have got there. I got to tell you, it, it, the show feels naked. We're about. I'm about to go to my rating here without doing the alternate titles, and I, I just feel like we're leaving something out. But we're not. We're going to skip it uh, as per Andre's suggestion. We'll see how that sits. Uh, so let's it's go been straight Josh to. Approved. That's right. So let's go straight to the rating itself. Our overall rating. We rate things with earbuds here on Pod on Pod, not stars or thumbs up. I'm going to give this show zero earbuds, and it's harsh, but that is how little use. It has for me, or real like, and you have often used the thumb of reference. Well, I don't have anybody to suggest this to, so I don't, I can't add anything there. And I often think, well, I do have somebody other than you. I have nobody to suggest this show to, and I've already suggested it to you. You've listened and are going to either keep listening or not. So I'm done now with this show. Here's, here's the deal. I think you're being look. Number one, I'm proud of you. I needed a zero. I'm looking at my – I think this is my first – maybe Joe Rogan got a zero. Other yeah, than Joe Rogan, this is maybe the only one that's got I'm, a zero. I'm proud of you for not trying to ride the middle road and taking a strong stance one way or the like other. It. I sort of hate it. Okay, good. Great. Okay. <laughs> but I think you're being harsh. Yeah, I am a little bit probably. Uh, I won't listen to another episode just because I don't watch the shows. I don't watch Survivor. I don't watch Amazing Race. I don't watch Big Brother. If I did, I'd be listening to Rob Has a Podcast religiously. And for that reason, I'm giving it a one. Uh, that's pretty strong. Uh, pretty strong statement from you. Here's something that I want to say tangentially about the show before we wrap up today. I've mentioned this guy before. I reviewed his podcast app called Overcast FM. His name is Marco Arment, and he wrote a great piece this week talking about podcasting. It was called Easy Listening. Uh, A lot of uh, people were writing about the business of podcasting and whether we're in a renaissance and what does it take to do a good podcast and how much do you have to spend and blah, 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 blah. A lot of things about podcasting uh, out there in the blogosphere uh, this the past couple of weeks. But this was a great little quote. And I'm going to put this link in our show notes too, so you can read the whole article. He says, and if you put in the effort, your audience will reward you for it. Podcast audiences aren't usually the biggest, but they're by far the best. You won't find more engaged, loyal, devoted fans than podcast listeners. Podcasters know it. Advertisers know it. Listeners know it. You just need to care. And that was what I came back to. I was reading this in the middle of writing my review for Rob Has a Podcast. Rob obviously cares about his audience and about, as you said, he's found a topic that he cares as much about as I care about podcasts and podcasting. And because of that... This show does have value, not for me, but for a lot of people out there. And and so I I, I hope I wasn't too hard on it. I hope uh, overall you got an idea of what the show is. No, no, and no. If even now, even now you're trying to crawfish. I you am. stand by your zero. All it's right. yours. Own it. Okay, okay. For me, there's nothing to this show. But I can tell 
the care comes through. Rob does care about uh, his show and his audience, and so that's great. And I'm glad that You're somebody doing suggested it again. I'm j- I'm getting back around to James okay. who first sent this in. I'm All glad right. I'm glad that this show was suggested to us. I'm glad that I had to listen to it. I'm glad that you and I checked it out. I'm also glad that I know it's not anything I need to listen to anymore. Here's here's where you should be up on this show. Okay, we've listened to a lot of shows already. We've done a ton of reviews. I think what makes or breaks a show for me is the host. It is. I have liked some hosts. I have hated some hosts. But in the grand scheme of things, I love them all because each one of them represents a unique thread in the fabric of podcasting. And that's what I love. We like that quilt, baby. We like that quilt. No, that's a, well, that's a good button. Let's just go out on that. We need you to stick around at podonpod.com. You can find us there, find links to us all over the social media stuff, Twitter and Facebook, etc. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. You can share us with a buddy at podonpod.com and help them load up on some great podcasts that we know they're going to love. Next week, we'll be back with another review for you. We got a hot show to talk about next week. Serial. Oh, yeah. Uh, a show that's been spun off from This American Life one of the biggest podcasts out there. Serial is now the fastest growing podcast in the history of the medium, supposedly. And uh, we're going to tell you a little bit more about it and what Josh and I, as well as our spouses, think about that next week. If you're not listening to that show already, next week we'll tell you why you should. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's coming on Wednesday. No spoilers, by the way. If you know anything about the show, you know that's a a show that uh, could be theoretically spoiled. We're going to keep our conversation of it spoiler-free. But that'll be here next Wednesday. Until then, we'd love to hear from you. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you think about dropping the alternate title segment, for instance. Tell us what you think about uh, the theme song, if you want to defend Adam Dale and our lovely theme song. If you're a musician and you want to re-record that theme song and send us in to be featured on the show, we'd love to have it. The lyrics are up on our website in the Mabimba Bam episode. Find them there at podonpod.com. Until next week, we're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Are you wanting something funny? Are you wanting something smart? show on astral projection or the history of art? Do you want to learn a language or how to play guitar? Just leave it up to Joel and Josh. Pod on Pod is a proud member of the Procast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. For more great podcasts from the Procast Network, check out Movie Buzzed. Every week, your host, Zach, and some special guests review a new film. It's time for good friends, a great movie, and a good buzz. The Pod on Pod theme song was written and produced by Adam Dale. You can find more information about him on our website, as well as links to his forthcoming album, Cats and Dogs. Our musical guest this week is Brave City.
at the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.